Okay, I think we're recording. Yo, welcome to another episode of Disciplined Stoners. Today, we have our first Zoom guest, a good buddy of mine, an incredible artist of his own unique style that I want to dive into, an OG in the internet game, and just a beautiful soul human being. Get your joints up for Tyler Lemko, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, thanks for having me. Oh, man, my pleasure. Thank you for blessing our screen and wearing your beautiful shirt. <laughs> you know, just, just trying to just trying to impress. Are you uh, are you smoking on anything today or no? Uh, you know, I just got home and I, I wanted to get home in time to start this and I didn't have time to roll anything. Oh, uh, please, please yeah. feel free to. Should yeah. I go get should I go get in roll while we talk? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. do that. Ten seconds. Totally chill. And this is a great time anyways. My name is Winnie. My name's Eleven. And uh, and everyone listening, go grab your joints. Do you need to roll something? Yeah, get your uh, get your cannabis, your pre-rolls, your flour, your edibles, your CBD drinks. All of it. Your blunts. And then light it up or eat it up. So I keep all my, my paraphernalia in this bad boy. Oh! That's beautiful. Is who is that? Hulk Hogan. Are you fucking kidding me, dude? I was doing, I was doing an impression of you earlier, and I was like, Hulk Hogan is my favorite wrestler. Me doing you? No. So I okay. Here's the thing. No, he's certainly not. He's a very racist, crappy old man. <laughs> but, uh, I don't. I like the that. lunch pail, you know. <laughs> the lunch pails classic shout yeah, out on amazing. having that vintage merch but literally what Winnie is talking about is this is my first zoom time capturing anything so i was like figuring this out today so i got winnie to be on my phone pretending she was you and i was like i was kind of in i was in technical mode like hey be tyler like talking these headphones and and she was kind of like making light of the situation she's like i'm tyler i'm like <laughs> i started to laugh along and i'm like do you like wrestling and then she's like, yeah. I'm like, who's your favorite? And I know that Winnie doesn't know anything about wrestling. So she, <laughs> it's funny. She was and then like, I immediately whip out a Hulk Hogan lunch pail. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's fucking brilliant. It's amazing. more on the nose. So beautiful. Fuck. You got some nice looking buzz there. Oh, yeah. Look at the size of these suckers. Mm, bro, well done. Thanks. Wow. We're, I didn't make them. Uh, <laughs> you didn't make them, but you, you have know, them. I'm one of those stoners that doesn't know the first thing about weed. I have friends who are very into weed and know what strains and all this and that and THC percentages. And they always ask me, like, what do you want? What do you what do you prefer? And if it gets me high, I enjoy it. Yeah. I, I mean I don't know what my thing is. So you don't um you don't you don't do you think it's placebo effect then a lot of it? No, no, I get, I, I like to get really high. Yeah, good. I do find that, I do find a lot of strains, either uh, sativa or indica, a lot make me tired. Really? Yeah, dude, some sativas have definitely made me tired. Get the wire from the other side and plug in that. 
Yeah, I've had some sativa. Like there's just one on the legal market that's like island honey. And that like always like kind of makes me just chill the fuck out. Gives me that like Jamaican Cess vibe. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I say makes me tired, not in a necessarily a bad way. Yeah, it just like chills you out. I mean, yeah. we're we're so lucky to be in a culture that has like the connoisseurism element even available. Yeah, what's it called? A, a, a tender is like the... <laughs> yeah, just like bud like tenders the, or... The sommelier? Yeah, the sommelier, yeah, pretty much. And like um, the terps and knowing about the entourage effect and all that, it's like, it's kind of like cool. It, it is, it's legit science, you know? Oh, for sure, yeah. I had a, a friend was, I was, I was just hanging with a friend, he was telling me the story how he went and picked up a, a tomato plant off of someone that he found online. And he was like, yeah, I went into this apartment and it was this sketchy place and like, it's crazy, you would think I was there to like buy drugs, but I was just there for a tomato plant. And I was like, you know, there's not a big difference in terms of like what they're doing. They're just it's a plant. <laughs> totally, bro. Yeah, they're a plant. So that's dope. So yeah, having um having a prescription almost like an ideal for like what strain you can like prescribe yourself. Like yeah. I often wonder is like uh more of like an idea of a placebo effect like it's like i'm gonna smoke this but definitely we, we get pretty lit off some sativas in the morning yeah I've, I've definitely had some strains where it's like oh yeah that definitely did help me creatively or comedically or whatever and other ones just make me tired yeah but at no point did i ever keep track of what does what <laughs> <laughs> my, my approach to weed similar to my approach to beer where Every time I go to a bar and a bartender asks what I want, I always just say whatever beer is your favorite. And that's a great way to just try a lot of beers that you don't like. <laughs> Bro, you have such a wonderful way of, of cruising through life in that way where you don't take it like too seriously, but really value the experience. That's so special and important and deserves to be celebrated of you. <laughs> yeah, it was like, um, we were just catching up. Me and Ty just often touch base or whatever uh and you know there's so much like kind of one-sidedness going on like with like just all the health current health concerns concern xyz the world uh, yeah. the world and <laughs> just like talking with you really just like dialed me into a nice frequency of just like the center way like the dow and that's so good you you have that wonderful centered grounded energy what what led you to that have you always been like that were you like that as a kid or um, I think a little bit. Um, it definitely got amplified. I, I was like, I don't know. I was very much so about like five years ago, I was like living with someone and saving up for a ring and, and like ready to buy a place. And I was like, trying to just get my career started. And then that relationship fell apart, which kind of was like, the domino effect of a lot of things just like crumbling in hindsight, the best possible thing and that's what made me start going to therapy and start meditating uh i started getting into psychedelics all the good things that just really wake you up to being a person you know yeah yeah we just saw a buddy of ours who just swang by uh branco he's in the special i don't know if i'm throwing him under the bus by saying this sorry not branco we'll, we'll uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll be that <laughs> twice now shit <laughs> uh but he uh yeah. <laughs> and I think <laughs> I think he just experienced a beautiful ayahuasca ceremony and his energy is just lighter. 
and his being is just like more tuned in you can just feel it and the the beautiful ricochet of like the metaphysical once met with the spiritual practice is like so amazing yeah my i find my uh the way i try and like visualize it or approach it is like i think every call it frequencies or vibrations or whatever the way i see it is everyone has a ticking noise and some people tick really really quick and they're like really high strung and always on the go and like nervous or whatever and i think the goal if you want to feel at peace and happy and fulfilled and grateful is just lower your tick as much as possible so that's i remind myself of that uh, several times a day of just like yeah slow down yeah You're worked up for nothing yeah and i love that about you because ty is a rapper too we have a song together and the literally your I will call it your ticking noise your metronome you can feel your longer metronome like in your bars almost in your comedy and really works for me it's very delicious <laughs> it is very it's set it's it's set so you can follow it it's like safe for everyone you know the thing like you want to go fast go alone you want to go like to uh, far go together like in a little bit slower kind of thing so it's like that's really smart for what the intention right now for humans is to kind of like have a central focus or like, yeah, slow down the tick so we can all get on a nicer pace with nature. That's beautiful. I, think, uh, I forget what culture it is. So I'm going to butcher this in that, this uh, reference, but there's some sort of uh, saying about like, you have a, you have a finite amount of breaths and it's up to you to like use them as fast or as slow as you want. That's sick. I love that. I noticed that with my cat. I think that Ace, you met Ace, my little like bobcat brown cat. He's like ran away for 11 days. He's like almost 20 years old. So he knows what's going on. And he just has slowed down his aging because he wants to stay in this dementia for a while. And I swear to God, he's taking like slower breaths, like, and more spaced out. Like, (laughs) yeah, and he's sleeping a lot. So, bro, in this, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. In this frequency where you can let things like pass through as experiences and learn from them, even the way that you pointed out um, that your relationship fell apart, but it was really a better thing. Like what, what, what helps you in those moments kind of, for lack of a better word, take L's because there's even some professional situations, you know, someone turns out, you know, to be a dick until something happens, you know what I'm saying? Like sometimes in life, you just got to have enough grit to move forward. And have you had like, do you have like a mantra that you say in those moments or are you just like the rest of us, you, you throw a fit in those moments and then you recover after? I don't even throw a fit in the moment. I just find like, I've, I'm pretty grateful for having a pretty grounded sensibility because perfect example, a few nights ago, I warmed up a bowl of soup and I was very excited to eat this soup for dinner. And I was, I, I warmed it up. It was the last of the, of the soup that I had. And I bring it over to the TV where I was going to eat it. And I dropped the bowl all over the rug, all over the floor, made a mess. <laughs> and for like a second and a half, I was really upset. And then I had this thought like, who am I upset at? Me? No, I don't, I'm not upset at me. I love me. So like, I just laughed. There was like a, there was a delay and then a laugh. Cause it's like, I'm an idiot, but I'm the only one here to blame. So that's funny. Yeah. That is funny. That's what it is. This life is like a big, amazing joke. 
There's few I'll, things funnier than soup all over your floor. <laughs> oh. All over a rug, especially. Yeah. yeah. Disastrous. And when you can kind of laugh with yourself uh, in those moments, it's almost like you connect to a higher being perspective yeah. or you become it. Because really the alternative is get upset and that's just a waste of time. Yeah. Why spend yeah. time in that headspace? Yeah. Or it can be an excuse to expel energy if you have aggressive yeah. energy. <laughs> but yeah. Now yeah. Is, that is what that is what happened because then I jerked off all over the soup. <laughs> <laughs> I would no, say. Sorry, when you were saying? <laughs> now, I love a good jerk off joke. Yeah. Um, I, now, is that something that you think you developed uh, post relationship? That, that uh, like instant sort of like release of of reaction or is that something that you have had innately in your life yeah i think that's something I, i've had i think that actually ties in quite heavily with comedy is just like finding the funny in it finding the silver lining like i yeah. there's that and then also just the notion of like i never really even growing up was never like someone who got upset like uh, I'll, I'll get i'll get annoyed i'll get like if someone is uh, upsetting me then i will make efforts to distance myself but like there's very few things that like make me angry because i'll just i'll just cut it out i don't need it <laughs> i'm very that's, quick to job that's all that's so nice <clears throat> that's really smart that like takes so long to learn like we've recently only come up on the concept of um like relinquishing something rather than scorning it and condemning it like and like moving f like away from it like if you uh it isn't that neville goddard burke i i burke. <laughs> but i read it uh just recently on an episode and um i can't remember the exact terminology but that's what it was about and that's so smart just to know kind of whatever you put your focus and energy into is what's going to catch momentum. So it's like, how long do you want it to be like that? Yeah. Like you even brought up before, like you and I have had uh, the pleasure and a sometimes displeasure of having a few interesting clients. Yep. And, uh, there's really no use trying to fight back and forth with those kind of people. You either, you put up with what you can put up with. And when you reach the point where you can't, it's on you, like just do what's best for you and don't do it. Exactly. And that's the thing, like you never have to be in a situation where you have to like take abuse or be in an uncomfortable situation or like, like just run with a pack that's not really at your pace. Like you never have to torture yourself and you can always just be like, excuse me, like I'm, I'm focused in another direction and you communicate that and everything can be harmonious. Yeah. But, exactly. You know, what my, you know, what my, my mantra is now that I think about it, that really, when I fully grasped it is what like set my life in a new direction is just fuck it. If you could appreciate fuck it, the world is your oyster because nothing really matters. Just enjoy it. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> fuck it, dude. I love that. If, if something's bothering you, someone's not treating you well, something's an issue. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> You're so right. It's like, go ahead. Just like what? <clears throat> What knowledge could you bestow upon someone who hears your words, they hear it, they're like, fuck it, that feels good right now. But when I'm in a situation where I actually need to apply this fuck it and I don't 
I, I can't get there. I can't get to that let letting go place because because so many people ask me that all the time. Like, how do I let go? How do I let go? And I don't necessarily know what the answer is beyond tr- like creating a meditation practice. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say is mostly just like practice. You're not, it's, it's something to Hopefully. get good at. Yeah. It's, it's something to adopt and remind yourself of constantly and like catch yourself not doing. Yeah. And did you have any like growing pains? Cause I definitely have had. Hold on. Did- there's, there's a desk moving behind you. And I <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> That's awesome. Oh yeah. It's a moving desk. <laughs> yeah, bro. It's Sorry, super sweet. Um, what was I saying? Like people learning to adopt it and discipline. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you have any growth? Like, did you? It doesn't sound like it sounds like you've always sort of had this innately. But I found that when I'm like, when I know that I'm being sort of like an asshole to Evan unfairly it's unjust because it's something that's going on within me and i can't like control my own vibration she abuses me i have i have that discomfort in my body where it's kind of like i'm like like breaking almost like i'm like i don't i'm gonna try really hard not to be an asshole anymore and it is that like almost breaking of that habit or something that i find where the where the like the discomfort comes but you're right it is practice and it it becomes less uncomfortable all the time yeah and and i think part of the practice is like you said like looking inward because if you realize you're uncomfortable and this doesn't feel good then that's something to like turn the scope around and like oh shit what is it that i gotta deal with here yeah that's usually for most people uh i think any sort of like outward aggressions or angers are 99.9% of the time something you got to deal with they're reflections and like to the cue like you're manifesting these little things and your experience this little movie of your consciousness so it's like these are all figures of what you're seeing anyway and only you subtly know and if you remove yourself from it the healthy practice of this discipline of like catching a higher perspective through meditation or stepping away and breathing is like oh i'm just watching this movie so when you go to netflix tonight or wherever you watch and you watch that movie imagine how boring that movie would be unless this character had some sort of tragic thing to overcome Yeah, where's the action? So it's like you're here for a reason. You're a tree growing branches and leaves. And these are all forms of life. Is every branch like fucking perfect? But no, it's a neat little adventure. And some of them look like fucking (laughs) weird claws. Yeah, exactly. Yo, um, you did stand up, right? Or you still do stand up? Well, I mean, it's been 18 months, but <laughs> dude, that's so funny. I know I was on a, I was on the phone uh, with someone and uh, like calling it and they were like, um, well, how many times have you worked like, you know, this past year? And I'm like, how many concerts have you been to? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, like, I'm worried about like getting back into stand up. I'm still on the fence about it because frankly, I don't want to hear everyone talk about the same thing. Honestly, it's everything. I don't have good. anything to say. No, but that's why you need to do, do it. Do something else. Make jokes about ketchup. You yeah. are you are shining light. Anybody who's listening, go 
watch Tyler's <laughs> Instagram story. Cool. He, he snaps me back into, or his tweets. Dude, your Twitter is fire. So I am a good. huge fan yeah. of your Twitter. Yeah, you're you're such a solid comedian, bro. It's that solid comedic content that you're doing the job of the Andy Kaufmans in the universe where you're reminding us that this is all a fucking joke. Like, you know, that's so important. I find comedically, I think, how do I phrase it? Like, I think I'm... Not to my own horn. I think I'm very good at doing anybody's type of comedy. <laughs> I feel very uh, far away from like having my own style or voice or anything. I don't know what my humor is. All I know is that I can do any of them relatively well. You're a curator and a performer, and uh, and you are thinker. already like outside of comedy. You're quite multifaceted, so it makes sense that you'd be able to touch it on like all of the types you know yeah, yeah I, just, been... I just wish i had like more of a style i sometimes feel like uh, a little self-conscious <laughs> about it i feel you a buddy who does guitar a musician who i know from the scene in toronto a very talented dude named nick tateshi and he's been on tour across russia he's like a big like great artist <clears throat> and he plays on my track still and i was complimenting him and he's like i hate lots of the stuff because it reminds me of someone else like he yeah. didn't like that he didn't have a specific style but then that's coming from a guy who's constantly so i'm saying now you're talking to a guy who's constantly compared to like one of like my voice and eminem's voice i'm like trust me sometimes having a style haunts you too yeah. or like having it like having one realm that you snap click into isn't necessarily any easier but something that's incredible about the style that you've manifested into visual art i would love for you to just take a minute and tell us about that incredible entrepreneurial slow it excites me seeing you create and sell and give your art excites me because you've manifested this other facet of you through was it the challenge of the pandemic? Was that expressing yourself? It, it was, you translate your comedy so well into the vibe of your visual creations. I would just love you to rip on that. Yeah. I think it all ties into what we were talking about earlier. Like when you asked, like, when did this kind of mentality start? And I think it coincides with like a genuine, uh, like fixation on art. Uh, and by no means am I good. I'm very, very bad. But it's so good. It's like the William Hung of painting. It's yeah. like legendary. Yeah. It's like this <clears throat> actual art <laughs> skills. Now, I'm actually bigging you up because I think it's so incredible. It's like you're freestyling it. Well, that's like what it. I find fascinating about art is what, like a singer, you could tell if someone's good or bad at singing because there is a good and a bad. It doesn't <laughs> exist in art. So that's why I kind of play the loophole. It's so good. I, I think that's that's kind of a note that I hit my whole life. Is I'll, <laughs> I'll, I've done I've done uh, like a mockumentary about trying to get drafted in the NBA, and then I put I call myself a doctor, and I ran for mayor. And all I do is things that I'm not qualified or should be doing. <laughs> And I just do them because that's funny to me. <laughs> that's my favorite type of comedy. Okay, <clears throat> the mayor thing. That was a publicity campaign out of the future. That was like so perfect. But then also, what would you have done if you got to be mayor? I'd have a sick vlog. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only part. That was, 
<laughs> that was the plan. Well, people they would. It's it's still a good idea. Like, oh man, <laughs> yeah. it's crazy the amount of because you know I don't think that there's a a Western government in the world that people people are like genuinely happy with right now. Exactly. Um, so obviously, people in Montreal are very upset with the mayor and the elections this year. Everywhere I go, people tell me to run again. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. That's nice. I think that they'd rather have someone at this point, because <clears throat> it's all like politics are like, it's all one team anyway. It's just a play. Yeah. And it's all theatrics. But at this point, if people did believe in the classic idea of democracy, they would, I think, rather have someone who doesn't claim to be an actual statistical leader who says, let's figure this out together. That's literally way more democratic than these guys who are like, I'm a professional, I'll handle everything. I've just had to remind a lot of people recently, like, no, no, that was a joke. And by no means should I ever be the mayor. <laughs> no, what I'm saying, it would be easier to get the votes. Yeah, like, I probably would. That's the scary part. <laughs> I didn't know it was a joke. Well, okay. <laughs> originally, the original idea was sitting around with a buddy getting baked. And I said, wouldn't it be funny if I ran for <laughs> mayor? And he said, yeah, so I did. <laughs> that was the extent of the idea. Then... A lot of people got behind it and wanted to support it. And a lot of people were like weighing in with their opinions and what were uh, prob- like actual problems and issues to speak about. And it kind of turned into this like actual okay. thing yeah. where I was, I was uh, like bringing up issues and I had support <laughs> and there was people like really buying into it. And I felt this like responsibility to not <laughs> be too much of a joke anymore because people believed in it. But Yeah, uh, totally. At its foundation, very much a joke. <laughs> That's amazing. I love it. Hey, those warts on your dick got you down. Uh-huh. We don't blame you. Uh-huh. That's why at Hank's Dick Wart Cream, uh-huh. we invented a smooth applicator that goes on soft uh-huh. and even tastes good. So if your dick wart got you down, get Hank's. And that's how you beat the system, folks. Yep. We do, you like, do you splice in a commercial break? Yeah, we could. We're going to now. <laughs> Would you like us to advert anything? <laughs> uh, yeah, like some like a find like a like a dick wart cream or something. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, it's me again. Hey. Still got those warts on your dick, hey? Ah, oh, fuck. Time to try a little bit more. Get Hank's dick cream. Okay. Take care of those warts. Thank you. And if you don't have a dick, no. buy it for a friend. You never know who gets warts on their dick. Hank's dick cream tastes good too. Okay, let's. Some some dick wart cream is gonna get some free promo <laughs> to hundreds of people. Nice. <laughs> At least. And I will say, over the past year of this pandemic, the one thing that I have seen improve greatly are my joint rolling. Wow! I used to be terrible. I could not roll a joint for like it wouldn't even smoke a year ago. <laughs> King size nice. cake right there with a a homemade filter. Yeah. What are your tips? 
Just Only. do it a lot. I know. I know. <laughs> I got so annoyed because I also wanted to get good at rolling joints. And I'm I'm staying at mediocre for at least another like six to eight months. You know what one of the most frustrating things about life is? What? You want to be really good at something. You got to do it so much. <laughs> yeah. And then it's almost like you can't even look at the thing almost from the bottom of the hill and be like, I need to get good at that. You almost have to be so obsessed with it. Wow. Look at that thing. What's that called again? Monster. It is Christmas tree. Oh, Christmas tree. Um, It's uh, monster cookies and sunset sherbet. Smells so good. A sunset sherbet really gets me in a fucking groovy mood. Sounds Uh, lovely. Yeah. (laughs) um, Tyler, what is your relationship with the word love? I love love. Love's my favorite. I think love's the cure. Do you, I love love too. Do you use that word uh, abundantly? Yeah. uh, Yeah, I think so. I'd say uh, at least once a day, sometimes as much as like four or five times a day, when (laughs) I pass the bathroom, I'll stop and look at myself in the mirror and say, I love you. Yes, bro. That's so good. I do the same thing. Every yes. night, that's I love great. That. That like, is... Look, in, and it's weird because you, you, you're talking to someone and you recognize them, but it's still when you look at yourself in the eyes, it feels like a different person when you look yeah. in your eyes. Consciousness. Yeah. You're yes. like saying it, you're, you're almost saying it from a different part to another part. Yeah. Yeah. You are nailing it right there, bro. Yeah. That, I, uh, that's reflection. I like lately in meditation, I've been, have you guys, have either of you read, uh, what's it called? The Untethered Soul? Mm, I know no, of yeah. this book, but no, it's, I haven't. It's a good book. It it touches briefly on one part that I really like dove into deeper of like what's called the soul seat, okay. which is like way, I picture it way in the back of the mind, like way back here in the noggin. And you got to weed through all the thoughts and the memories and the tastes and the personality traits and senses of humor and everything that all these little bells and whistles we pick up along the way. And when you can get to the back and sit in this chair and kind of lean back and, and just observe everything floating in front of it, uh, that's a really cool place to be. Yeah. Bro, that's like the beginning of the void. I feel like when you're able to like, as you say, kind of like float back through all these things, you're getting through like this like mud of like, uh, you know, residue of like your experiences. And that's why I think meditation is so important because if you're constantly admits all those thoughts, that looks like reality, but it's not. And then you get to your soul seat back there and you're like, oh yeah, I look up void consciousness my creation and forward an option of a cloud of a thought that i can jump on or not have you ever um i find twice in my life i've reached this point where it's it's it requires a mixture of psychedelics and meditation where i've gotten to the point where i could see where death is and i and it's not a scary thing it's just like oh there it is and i'm not going to go there but it's right over there yeah like if you wanted to exit the simulation. Yeah. Like there yeah. was a door. There was a door I didn't open. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Mushrooms has definitely given me that. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I don't know if I've achieved it just solely with cannabis. And I find sometimes if you meditate, I've only done this a handful of times, but once you cross that like 45, 60 minute mark, you, you get some places. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. For sure. I don't, I don't fuck with that long usually. Like that's like a, on holidays, I'll do a 45 minute. Yeah, it's like special <laughs> occasions. Yeah. It's like, I'm treating myself. It's pretty much like a psychedelic trip. Like you have to lock in for a psychedelic trip or you almost have to fall into it. I've fallen into them sometimes. Yeah. Like yeah. If, if you're just like maybe a little bit tired in the day. So you're just like resting and then you have YouTube going and then it's like one comes on. And I did this one one time that was 45 minutes by this dude, Aaron Doughty or Doughtry. Um, and he's like a new age thought guy. And he did this guided meditation that literally pulled energetically childhood trauma from a lower chakra. Like, Whoa. yeah, it had you trace in what chakra you were deficient. And, you know, I had some experiences growing up that, you know, the idea of foundation or solid or like that root. The root, the red yeah. one, yeah, yeah the red one, yeah. So I had to, and in another minute, I so in this one, I, I pulled. It felt like you know when you get a booger and you pull, and it, and then you feel it suck out the rest of your sinus <laughs> cavity. Yeah, it was that. It was like, that. Wow. It was like and it was like it's imagine such a good feeling if your kidneys took the biggest piss and your ass took the biggest dump, and you just like pulled one of those boogers out through your heart spirit chakra space. Like, I like that you believe your pee is in your kidneys, but your shit is in your ass. Neither <laughs> <laughs> are correct. I know. But I'm saying the imagery is there. You get what I mean? Yeah. The yeah, sensation. Yeah, no. That's crazy. <laughs> right back there in my kidney area. I once went to a, uh, like a spiritual reader who did like a whole reading of my body and stuff. And then gave me this whole analysis that my root chakra as well is all out of whack. And I was, I was like, oh, wow, crazy. What do I do? And she was like, no, nah, I just, I just tell you. <laughs> I don't give you a prescription. I just tell you oh, what you need you to know. Did you do your own research? So I did. I came home and I, I, I did probably a year's worth of focusing on root chakra meditation. And it like, it worked wonders. Yeah, Frequencies. for sure. Yeah. What I think it's one thirty something, like yeah. yeah. There's the yeah. one that you can just. That's beautiful. Have we you started. Yeah. yeah, go. We've just started to work on. We've realized that um, our throat chakras, both of them, are out of whack. Mine's underdeveloped, and this guy's obviously overdeveloped. It's yeah. almost as if I stood in public and said words that people read a lot <laughs> yeah. for the last and, fifteen years. <laughs> <laughs> But even yeah. just the intention of focus on like those, med our friend gifted us a, a throat chakra meditation and I've been doing it pretty regularly on top of my regular um, meditation practice. And it has just helped so much, like in a very short amount of time too. And play, you can put each chakra has like beautiful art done for it. There's different symbols and colors that resonate with that. Uh, chakra and if you look at them or bring them up like for us develop like with the with the lower chakra one like the red shape has like a certain shape to it that mm -hmm. just having it up and around and looking at it helps build that groove further in you and it kind of allocates the energy to like go and heal there like white blood cells yeah well Winnie you mentioned that like even in a short amount of time you're feeling it how do you recognize the difference 
Um, so for me, I think uh, I'm having and have been having problems with uh, authenticity and not presenting as a human being, but being, being a human being. Um, and I've had a lot of issues with feeling and sounding um, academically stupid. Um, and so just a lot of things in my, my experience, I guess, um, has created a uh, constriction in my throat that doesn't allow me to always be honest. Um, so even just as an example, like I've been doing this now for a couple of weeks and uh, a guy came by on a road next to me on my bike yesterday morning and was trying to hit on me. And I was so emotionally drained. Uh, I was just one of those days where I was like, I, I'm having, I'm just having a rough time today. And I'm, I'm working my way out of it, but I, that's, that's taking my energy is myself just refocusing. Yeah. And I just took off my earphones and I was like, dude, not today. Like I have a good day, man. I just, I don't have it for you. Like the best yeah. I can do for you right now is, is just say this. And he just, he just biked off. And, you know, I think my, my pre presentational, aspect of myself would have entertained it and politely declined and right. and it would have taken energy away from my focus to uh, uh, raise my vibration so even something like that where I j I'm just honest with someone and I'm not afraid of hurting their feelings necessarily and doing what's right for me um, yeah. is that's sort of like a, a, a checkbox for me where I'm like oh this must be balancing out a little bit here. Like them, I must be bringing some more balance to that area. Yeah. And I think, I think pretty much everything we've talked about so far from like, even, even the, the fuck it mentality, it all stems back to just self-love and like putting yourself first and not being afraid to potentially come off uh, like selfish or rude or whatever. Like if you know that you're not and your intentions yeah. are not to be rude or not to be selfish, there's there's so much value that you see in every aspect of life when you start really putting yourself first and understanding what that means yeah it's uh it's a cool it's cool it's it's a cool uh process that i don't think there's like a finish line to it's just no. like keep improving yeah you get to the point eventually where you're like me and as soon as you're discomfort at all you're just like fuck off and they're like cool and they know that you're not even mad that's the best part that's yeah, you're a little New York about it. Yeah, I'm like, hey, <laughs> it's like, hey, take $5 and go fuck your mother. Like, it's like, you know, it's like, uh, here's a gift and please leave. Yeah. Something crazy. <laughs> I like that. So, yo, you've been doing cannabis content too, though, for a little bit, though, as well, haven't you? Like, um, high, high with Ty, is that still going? It's not currently, it's kind of like waiting on me to do a new season. Uh, yeah. But that was a, that was a really fun, like beginning of the pandemic when there wasn't much to do. My, I, I know that I was one of the first people to start doing like Instagram live conversations, I think like night two or something. Nice. Um, and then I noticed a lot of people getting involved in that and mine didn't have any like structure or game plan or anything. So I was like, I'm going to stop doing this and think of something that like is an actual show with a, with a format and premise. Wow. Um, 
and yeah, highway ties just something with super simple. We watch like cringy web videos and get baked and laugh at them. And it was something that we could do over Zoom. And uh, yeah, I think I did like 14 episodes the first uh, like couple months of the pandemic. They were really fun. That's amazing. And you've like also dabbled in like wrestling or you love wrestling, but you're like strangely akin. Currently? Currently, I've, I actually recently started a new position that's been pretty exciting um, where I'm running like content and production for it's like a sports media startup, but it's entirely about sports cards, like nice. training cards, Nice. which like getting involved in it admittedly knew nothing about. But in the last like two months, it's been a crazy <clears throat> crash course where like this cra- this card market is crazy. People love it. People are super into it. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah. I have some banger cards gifted to me by my auntie, Wendy. And like, they're, it's good. It feels good. It feels like having stocks. Yeah, pretty much. And it's a fun like hobby thing where like people, like I know a lot of people like bond over it with family members or friends or whatever. Yeah. Is it only sports? Do only, mainly? Wrestling cards? We actually had a conversation today about like, are we ready to branch into Pokemon? But not yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, had, right now. I had so many shinies. Did you do Pokemon as a kid? Never got into Pokemon, no. Really? I grew I up in getting pussy. No, I'm kidding. I was. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get into Pogs? Pogs, I had. Hell yeah. yeah. I feel like Pogs are due for a comeback. Fuck, yeah. I love that Pogs had a comeback. The they slammers. would work now. They slammers totally were win. awesome dude yeah these like collectible cardboard things and the slammers are dope i, I could see that taken off again absolutely yeah. i mean digital pogs you know how pokemon came back with like you can use your phone yeah. to like see an animated one like your slammer is like you can upgrade for the animation and you just like hold it both your phones together and play a game of pogs did we just fucking reintroduce uh, pogs oh i, I I'm so, I guess I like the physical, like, I idea. Of, I agree. I want to slam it, you know? Yeah. My dad made me a, slammer. like, he's a mechanic, and he took a piece of metal and made me a custom Whoa. slammer. It was Whoa. so cool. That's it had cool. my name on it. Whoa. It had your name on yes. it? Yes. Did, uh, did you ever fuck around with devil sticks? <laughs> did you ever fuck around with devil sticks no what are devil that's sticks all you ever fuck around with devil sticks you don't know though? devil sticks there were those like two oh, yeah. sticks and you flip around that one big fancy one with the yes. tassels yeah totally i didn't have one but i'd always ask to play with other people's yeah it's yeah, a gymnastics cool. thing it's kind of it's it's bordering on baton twirling yeah totally (laughs) yeah for sure is that game i can't remember what it's called right now at the in elementary school with the ball on the string that you tetherball is that still a thing i'm sure that's a thing places i love that game i remember fuck i would take i would i would be the champ of the court some days i feel like it became hazardous Oh, it's super dangerous. You get whacked in the face every fucking day. (laughs) And there's literally like a string just flying around, tightening at random times. Yeah. But but one of the worst feelings in sports is getting beaten tetherball because to get beat, it's someone has to wrap the thing around the pole until it's done. 
So there's always an extra like six seconds where you're finished, where you gotta watch it end. Yeah. Oh man, I know. Yeah, totally. Or when you knew the other kid had it up on you and like was just taking it home, and you're like, "Fine, yeah. finish it. Fine." And you just it's like, like you walk. know, you know, in Monopoly when like you know it's done and you yeah, still it's... gotta play it out. Yeah. That's how I feel about that's how I feel about capitalism. <laughs> yeah. Just flow I mean, with yeah. it. It's play, it's over. We play just, play uh, it out until it's out. done. Yeah, for sure. I don't know if if do we play it out in our lifetime? Do you think? Seems that seems like a fast amount of time. Is to it play self sustainability? It out What's well, the what next answer? Because the thing is, it, it 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 the disparity grows exponentially, and it's like the old saying is true: like the rich get richer. Yeah. And the, the rich are getting real rich these days. <laughs> Dude, real Crazy rich. rich. Not, not, not good rich, like bad rich. <laughs> too, too much rich. Like no one should have a trillion dollars. <laughs> That's just not good. Is that, how many billions is a trillion? <laughs> A thousand billion, no, I think. I think so. I think that's yeah. what we decided. Because you I can't saw, have a thousand billion. Somebody, I saw somebody tweet like there should there shouldn't be billionaires. Once you reach nine hundred ninety nine million, you should get a plaque or like a dog park named after you that says this guy won capitalism. You shouldn't need a billion dollars ever. Yeah, it's it's no almost reason. as though value is just like made up and then like stretched into matter. Because what is that? money doing it's not really doing anything but like taking up this idea of a digitized like what is what does someone have when they have a billion dollars they have assets they have, they have the ability to acquire assets and experience yeah or or pay for power that's the dangerous part that's what it is really because at this point like i don't know like elon musk is like so culturally powerful as well but then it's like Bill Gates and then the come up off the jab and all that, like all of this huge power moves in capitalism and like essentially yeah. like ultimatums. That's like, the, you know what I mean? Like that's, you know, that's a dream for the master capitalist. And it's just what the time offers. I was thinking yesterday, this is going to sound terrible. So I'll preface it with that. So everyone knows this is going to be a bad point I'm making. <laughs> But I think the majority of evil in the world today stems from greed. It's people just wanting to win the capitalism game, all the polluting the ocean and every fucking uh, gun activist. It's all just dollars at the end of the day. Yes, sir. And I think that that's awful. <laughs> I, was, I was watching a documentary last night about Nazi Germany. And I started thinking about like, what was their reason and I guess it, it wasn't monetary. I guess it was just a genuine belief in this awful thing, but at least it was like a genuine belief. Dude. <laughs> at least they did it for like, they thought the right reasons. Uh, Bizarre. And that's they, a trip. like, you have to be so mature to reach that perspective. And I, <laughs> I, I, I've landed there as well, too. It's like, at least it came from inside. It was like they really cared. And it's bad, but yeah. like it was not because someone else said so. And that I gotta just I gotta yes. I think bad, bad I people. think I think a few people bad. believed really a lot. Like there was like a few For people sure. that really believed it. And then everyone else was kind of like, it seems like they know what yeah. they're talking about. But that's but the crazy thing is like the post-World War II 
the guards tried to like the the pleading courts of being like convicted of murder was like no we were just following orders we were just working our job and this was the job description we weren't murdering people we were just doing the job that was asked of us which like if that's the case and it's not monetarily uh motivated there's a whole there's a whole uh, like ecosystem built on a shared belief then it's not a good belief but at least i (laughs) At least it's not capitalism. I don't know my point. <laughs> yeah, I know. I feel you. And I dig what you're saying. And I love uh, that perspective just because it's so freeing and not tied to pain or fear of reaction at all. So kudos to you. But also, you got to think um, the the real issue there that coming from a kid who is like bullied pretty bad, the real issue is compliancy of, the, of that 80% Wim was talking about. That's like, uh, and that's where things these days gets me all fucking caught up in the conspiracy theories because I don't want to go there. I'm not anti anything, but all of a sudden there's an ultimatum that tells me I can't even talk about something. There's a fucking problem. I don't like everyone's folding under this compliancy. So it worries me because of history like that. But I actually, I, you know, I parallel the two. Where's your fucking papers? It's happening, passbacks, fucking baby. So it's like, you know, but it's not based on the belief that you are a horrible person. It's just like in order to access certain privileges, we will request this for a period of time. So it's very different. It's not the Gestapo, but- And it's also also establishments who, who have the right to say like, you can't come in without a shirt or shoes on. You could also say you can't come in if you're not vaccinated. It's not like government mandated, I don't think. Well, they are like giving tickets for like being close right now, but it's all weird in Ontario, especially it's like super fucked. Yeah. But uh, yeah, just- I don't think the government, I, I, I think if the government did do that, that's when like a revolt would happen. Yeah. yeah. But-, but, but to leave it up to businesses and especially like businesses who have been closed for, you yeah. know, two it's their discretion but i I wonder how much like internal processing they either put them through or don't put them through like if there's any leaning factors oh like i'm sure they make it difficult if you don't kind of stuff like that and i don't know we we had a brief talk about it i just don't think the government is competent enough to pull off this is what i'm saying you're just what i'm saying i love that you're just idiots that's all it is yeah, I love that. And you you brought me back to earth with that one, because that's the first step back into, okay, this life is my experiences. I'm attracting these things. If I look for one side or the other, I'm going to find it. Yeah, You know, like there is yeah. so much truth to that. And there is major truth to what you're saying. Oh, it's for like, sure. There was there was a long, you know, I watched a lot of YouTube documentaries that had to convince <laughs> Tom Hanks is, has sex slaves and stuff. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or lizard people exist. Yeah. Like the queen is. So here's the thing. Everyone is tied to an alien lineage. Like someone's like they have reptilian lineage. We all fucking are fucking star seeds of some galaxy that most likely are dominated by one species or another. Winnie looks like the fucking Aryan ones. <laughs> <laughs> they're the aggressive ones so her people come through and then they manifested all up in the uh what do you call it like this strip there viking land like the whole netherlands and you know where the motherfuckers were big motherfuckers oh yeah. um 
with the flat feet not neanderthals but uh that's what i was thinking of uh like viking motherfuckers yeah savages what are those no not so anyway fuck it man that's lit life is lit (laughs) no but thank you for offering that perspective because it's so true and um you know not to stick on anything specifically but just like the compliancy will always worry me because I I remember what made bullying possible. It was the bystanders. It was the power and the position to be performative and position to try and control that would drive the dominant force to, to hurt. They end up hurting someone because they, so it's like, you can't blame also that's a conversation with cops or enforcement officers, even coming up these bylaw officers. It's like, people are just people and you put them in these positions and like, they're going to react. And like, you know, hopefully we just remember that we're all one and we all love (laughs) like that's just stay focused on that. That that, I I totally agree. I think that there's this like widespread for lack of a better term pandemic of everyone viewing one another as opposition Yes. everyone's just looking to catch the other person and cancel someone and you said this and I disagree with that and this is wrong everyone's just looking with a magnifying glass at everything and it's not a healthy or good way for us all to interact and exist together so yeah. right yeah dude like friends it just, it's, canceling it's, friends it's slowing bizarre. progress down yeah for sure and 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 progress is and I'm not like uh I'm not uh excusing anyone's shitty behavior who deserve to be called out for something or for being uh, blamed or uh, you know held accountable for horrible things but it's bad for progress of humanity if everyone's careful i think you have to you have to you can't walk on eggshells you you, we learn from mistakes that's how we learn is we make mistakes then don't do them anymore as long as we're learning, we're improving, and that's what's important. No one's just automatically perfect from the get-go, especially when we're just walking around on eggshells trying not to fuck up. Yeah. And that's this thing of, like, <clears throat> fear to be judged or, or condemned. And yeah. I just, like, I remember watching Scarface <laughs> and, like, I'm the bad guy. I just thought that was the coolest shit as a kid because it was like, yeah, fuck you guys. Like, it's like the teacher says I'm bad because I'm not stimulated with this like boring ass stuff. Like, I don't know. I think that's a y'all problem. <laughs> yeah. I just, I just realized it is 40 minutes. It is 40 minutes? <laughs> yeah. Oh, so we do- oh nice. You're, nice. Thanks for saying that. Yeah. Time. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, you know, that ties back into the fuck it. Like, why would you care? Why would you care what other people are going to think and react if you are if you're cool with what you have to say and how you feel mm-hmm. and be open you know like be open to learning and changing that yeah well that's the thing that was um yeah everybody's right yeah everyone everybody knows well i <laughs> and that's the thing like, though like i love in- i love instagram models with their middle east opinions <laughs> now <laughs> oh yeah i know just <laughs> duck it if you don't know it yeah <clears throat> and like i got lost in the sauce too at one point and like you know i just put it in my art i talk shit in my art but i think what separated um those who felt they need to distance themselves from from certain narratives i was like more forgiving about the way i spoke about anything in the way that i'm open to hearing information about it i wasn't like 
for sure this is it like no you know don't fucking talk to me if you feel this way i've like i've never felt like that i've always been like if you disagree that's interesting yeah. how did you arrive there can yeah, you i want to know why inform why me yeah exactly yeah and i i think that's so fun with life so yeah not getting reactive is like key we definitely were reactive with each other for a very short period we of time. fought like over the silliness of the uh the jab <laughs> yeah. yeah and yes yeah, so somebody asked me like are you gonna get it like, <coughs> yeah like i'm I, I have no reason not to and they're like you're gonna put that in your body i was like i drank four loco for years <laughs> <laughs> dude that was honestly <laughs> When I came, about? when I came out of the uh, w- the sauce, the you know when I lost the sauce one day, which was great. Uh, when I came back from like the rabbit hole dive, I, I I found this perspective that was like, if you're complaining about this thing, but you eat McDonald's or fast food yeah. regularly, you got to shut the fuck up twice because like yeah. you're putting plastic into your body. If something's going to change your DNA, it will be that food that you consistently ingest. <laughs> sure. Exactly. And if someone doesn't want to get it, like they shouldn't have to get it, but then well, that, deal with the repercussions of not getting it. That's all. <laughs> yeah. That's where yeah, it becomes tricky. Sure. Like how much they hold over your head. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, I'm just like, it's interesting observing it. It's interesting seeing where the chips are laying. And then it's like, should we have a hand in creating this? Like, do you vote? Do you speak up? Like, what the fuck? It's like, everything's I have happening. A buddy. I have a buddy who was just like, can't do it, move to Texas. It was like, the, they get it there. That's what I, that's what I agree with and just went there and loves it. Mm-hmm. Happy for him. But yeah, like he was walking around Montreal mad at people wearing masks. Like, what are you sheeple? What are you doing? So he went to Texas and he loves it. Exactly. And I've joked about moving to Florida or Texas, you know, (laughs) and like, fuck it. Like, you know, because that's the ultimate answer. Like, you never have to put yourself in a situation where you're like upset or fighting something. It's like you truly can change it. Like, even if you're, and like, you don't even have to change the circumstance to change it is the thing. Like, that's where the real power lies. Yes. If you absolutely can't like fucking get over it, then yeah, you've got, you got to do something to change that. But like do everything that you can first to like, just do the fuck it method. Exactly. And I also think just as a general society, we spend so much time online ingesting opinions and thoughts and ideas and everybody's, we're just getting everything from everybody that we get so caught up in all of these like micro debates and disagreements and this side versus this side, everyone forgets you could literally put your phone down and go outside. And that doesn't exist there. (laughs) That's the thing. Like, what am I fighting? I was in here getting worked up about these like mandate laws, but it was like, I walked up to the park, no mask, hardly anyone there had one. There was DJs playing, people were dancing. I was like, dude, you're fucking crazy. That's like stir crazy shit. I had a a friend reached out to me recently who was like uh, concerned because there's this girl accusing him of something that he he says he didn't do and and he doesn't know how to handle it. And does he look more guilty if he if he talk if he like addresses it or should he just leave it alone? And he doesn't know how to how to how to word this response. And I was like, honestly, go outside, leave your phone inside. There's no problem when you do that. (laughs) You don't have this. 
Oh, bravo. And also you just, you come back to whatever it is that you like felt like was the end of the world with just this like lighter heart. And that's when you make your best decisions anyways. Well, you, you probably can tune into like what somebody wants. So you realize like, I mean, that seems like an intense situation, but we've all been attacked in some way or, you know, somebody coming at you like they want something. So you got to ask, what does this person ultimately want? Do they want to be seen by you? Do they feel offended or threatened by you? You know, so you you have to like let go to find out exactly how to like snip that bud because you got you got to you got to hit that you know you got to cure that dick wart with that good cream sponsored by <laughs> Hank's dick cream. I'm pissed that this cream is gonna get free promo on our Hank, show. I'm gonna make Wait, a brand. Yeah, let's make one up. <laughs> Hank's, you just said it. Hank's yeah, dick cream. Hank's dick cream. <laughs> It'll, it'll, and the slogan is get you nice and smooth <laughs> bro I'm literally going to make an audio ad and a fake visual ad yes oh, from like the 1950s that's perfect do, nice. like a, do like a crazy big blur on the application sheet shot <laughs> oh my god that's funny as fuck so get a picture of an actual dick from google and blur it out I was gonna say you in the mirror applying dick cream, but blur out like a crazy big amount. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Now it's a video ad. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I love it. You always take it that next level. I love yeah. that. Let's definitely do. don't have to produce a whole commercial because of this podcast. I joined. <laughs> it's gonna happen now, and we've said it. We have this brain jam. Yeah. Oh man, good times. Fuck yeah. Oh. Uh, Were we you- just talking about though before dick cream? Um. <laughs> anyway, I'm sure it was good. Yeah, it was really clever. It was really yeah. clever. It was. It was about stuff. Yeah. Oh man, it was. You really know, good. and yeah. love probably. Um. And yeah. dealing with situations. That's what it was about. It was about going outside. Oh taking yeah. a minute. Putting your clear phone your down. Fucking head. Yeah. Get get back to it with a lighter heart. Yo, do you want to pick your phone up and share a fun fact with us? Yeah. Okay. So we do the fun fact on the show every uh, every episode, and we always do a musical in improv intro. Um, so, I mean, would you like to do that today? <clears throat> I could try. <laughs> I'm down the only thing that needs to be said is fun fact, but you can throw in like with Winnie or something. Okay, so I just make up an intro for it. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking around. I wanted to do like a like an instrumental rendition. Yeah, that'd yeah. be beautiful. I've got. I could make like a. No, that doesn't work. Hmm. <laughs> like, um, usually, it's just like a little like. Doom, doom. Fun fact with Wendy Yeah. You know what I mean? Fun but- facts. It's the opposite of stepping on thumbtacks uh, with Winnie. <laughs> Yay! Didn't have a third bar. <laughs> That's beautiful. Thank that you beautiful. so much. You know, the opposite of stepping on thumbtacks. That's so true because that hurts and this feels good. All right. Yeah. Today's fun fact is about NASA's 
Space Shuttle Discovery. The space, oh no, that's not the right one. Oh yeah. The space shuttle's thermal protection system or heat shield contains more than 30,000 tiles that are constructed essentially of sand. Sand? I (laughs) thought, I thought that the tip of a space shuttle that pierces the atmosphere and it needs to like withstand crazy heat was made from like a material that was spider web. But wow. now that I think about it, I don't know why I've thought that for years. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, so I don't know. Funny. I mean, I really like that theory a lot. I, I just don't know how that would make sense. I guess sand makes sense because it's just like, yeah, you sand. Know, it's probably from out there. It can withstand <laughs> it. Yeah, and also... Uh, after the tiles are heated to peak temperature, they can cool fast enough to be held in your hand only a minute later. Wow. Is that nuts? Cool. Very nuts. <laughs> Do you guys think that there's more grains of sand or or letters in books? <gasps> grains, grains of, of sand. sand. Yeah, all right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. You're yeah, right. Wait, sure. wait. What if we include the internet? <laughs> Fair. And what if we include the ocean? Ooh. You know? Well, I was including oh. the sand in oh. the ocean. Oh, I wasn't. I was just thinking about like land sand. Land sand. <laughs> okay, we're coming up on a tef- eight second mark. I don't know what's going to happen. Let's pull out. I'll see you in okay. a minute. Hey, so it's me, Hank, the dick cream guy. I bet you still got those warts, don't you? Yeah, I do. Well, it turns out this formulated version of the cream we made yeah. is more like salad dressing. Oh. So you have salad dressing. That's why it tastes so good. Good thing you don't have to worry about getting that anymore. Thanks, Hank. Hank's dick cream. Or salad dressing. Hank's salad dressing. Yeah. Thanks for your patience. Of course. Thank you. While, for- we, while we were on break, I got a high. Yeah. Oh, was that? Yeah, you you rolled a joint, and you haven't smoked yet. Yeah, because my lighter and ashtray were in the other room, and I didn't want to disrupt the awesome conversation we were having. Oh, I know. you are Combo's so sweet. Been good. Yeah. I've enjoyed this combo very much. But now I'm glad that you get to get high. That's the best. Man, how do you like um, when you first started like smoking weed? Did you ever find it difficult to be disciplined? Yeah, for sure. Uh, mm. I find even even uh, today, like I, I guess it's a form of discipline where I've gotten really good at knowing what I can do high, mm. and I know like yes. if I got if I got like meetings and like, calls <laughs> to do, I'm not gonna smoke. But if I have like something to film or write, then yeah, I'll smoke a joint. So it took about like a solid like four or five years to get a barometer of what it helps and what it really doesn't help. Yeah. Yeah. And how that's different for everybody. Yeah, for sure. Wow. Yeah, that's really good. Because that's a common thing that like we talk about with like the perception of weed and kind of changing it is like having... Uh, those honest conversations with yourself to not necessarily fall in the category of that, you know, deemed lazy stoner or, you know, keep the promises to yourself. Like, 
you know i don't know, you know what's, what's interesting is it's i find it's really programmable yeah and totally. that like I, for a long time i was the like after a long day of work and i'm exhausted and i just want to veg on the couch and snack i'm gonna smoke a joint and then it just became like paired with that and it took me about i'd say three weeks of getting high and exercising to start feeling that when I smoke a joint, now I have energy and I want to move. You're so right. It's just energy and, and tapping into flow state with that thing. I find this. So smoking a joint, you know how like, you know how tofu kind of just tastes like whatever you marinate it in? Yeah. Tofu could be anything. Weed's similar to that where it could help anything you want it to help. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. It's ceremonious. Yeah. It's ceremonious in that way that you set an intention with it. And that teaches segment intending. Yeah. And I find the, the, um, I wouldn't even call it like dangerous part, but I've caught myself just getting high all day long for the sake of being high. Yeah. And I don't, I don't really enjoy that as much. Cause then you're sort of just always like, I, I at least personally, I'm sort of always in like a fog and confused rather than using weed to zero in on something. Yeah. Yeah. You got to set yourself up and give yourself the tools to focus, like right. set up all your materials to paint before high, then yeah. get high and then yeah. flow right into it. I even like to, with my sessions, do all the kind of annoying audio setup work, like all your tracks and buses and stuff like that. I'm like, that's ready. So when I get ripped now and have another coffee, I'm just going to fucking blah. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Now you yeah. work like solo, like as an entrepreneur as well. So that's another discipline of like having to sit down and write a script between this time and this time. That is also an interesting next level discipline that you had. So you're used, was that new? How did that, how long did that take to develop? Like in relation to smoking? Yeah. Like, was that a thing post smoking yeah. that you could define and refine well, your own personal work schedule? Well, I've always kind of defined my own work schedule, but I find that weed really helped to segment it properly, where like, like you said, if I know like I have this script I have to write, normally I'm doing 10 things at once and I'm answering messages and I'm barely getting it done. And if I am, I'm not giving it my full focus. Whereas now that I know how to use marijuana properly for myself, if I have this script to write, I'm going to get high and just write that script. And I can't do that sober. I can't do one thing. I, when I'm sober, I'm a lot more sharp and I'm a lot more like able to communicate and verbalize myself because I'm probably rambling. But, but I'm way worse at doing one thing. Totally. Yeah. It's like, it, it's like the synthetic imagination and the creative imagination. So that's th that synthetic is like things that have been created. You're reorganizing them. There's data, there's agreeable realities. There's a, there's a midway point. Creative imagination is just like you and source flow. Do you ever, do you guys ever just like, like think as an activity? Yo, yeah, you must sit. It's called sitting for thoughts. And there's gentlemen, it's written about in Thinking Grow Rich. Uh, I'm sure you, do you know that book. No. It's like by a Napoleon Hill. And uh, it talks about, so he interviews like uh, many millionaires and many poor people and finds the exact human 
traits and science and perceptions that either land someone in that 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 rare margin that reaches and refines and realizes their goals or exceeds them. Um, lots of millionaires are dropouts, you know, free thinkers, critical thinkers, stuff like that. Uh, but less science and more actually based, sorry, not less science, but less data-driven science and more etherical, it actually goes. It talks about the thing that is everything that is only affected by thought that manifests. Interesting. Yeah. And, and that stresses the like activity of just think time. And uh, in this book, he talks about this man that turned himself into, he would just get paid by big companies as almost an inventor, but just to sit and think for like to sit for thoughts and you just sit in a room. So it's like, now I've always put aside time just to have a silent 20 minutes kind of in the day yeah. where I just sit and think and open my channel. I think that's what it is. The important part of thinking is you're just like practicing your threshold opening. So you don't get too far away from like being able to receive information and think, you know, shit. Interesting. So the way I visualize it, cause I do that too. I used to do, um, once a week, 24 hours, no screen. So it would just be spent like sitting down with a notepad next to me, waiting for something worth writing down to come up. Cause you know, I, I believe we're not, we're, we're, we're more radios than anything. We're just waiting to pick up things that are here and then get them on paper. Um, but what's interesting is the way I visualize it is above my head, like a conveyor belt, like, a, you know, like those sushi <laughs> restaurants and I the can kind of see like, Nah, nah. Oh, that's a good thought. I'm going to go in there. And then when I'm done with it, I can take a step back and look at the conveyor belt again. And if you uh, think about it interdimensionally, that is a manifestation of like the fourth dimension, like a, like a thought form, like a float that you can like reach up and, and bring in closer to this manifested world through your writing or yeah. whatever the medium is. That's but so it's beautiful. Been a, it's been a really fun practice to like, sharpen the muscle of like choosing which ones are worth exploring and which ones I can just get rid of and not think of again. Bro, the art of literally like picking rhyme phrases and like, like that, that wore me up for what a mind fuck it is to do that with your actual just yeah. thoughts. Cause there's sometimes where I'll go into one and it's like, you know, some obscure wrestler and now I'm on his Wikipedia and now I'm, learning all about this guy and I'll have this thought, this trigger of like, wait, this isn't a helpful thought. This isn't a productive thought or a good thought. It's not making you any better. It's not improving your life. Go back out and choose another one. Totally. Yes. Because you'll know by the feeling because <clears throat> sometimes I'll get, I call it a, like a inspired thought. So then I take inspired action. And as you were like on his Wikipedia and you were like kind of poking around, checking it out, we call it, uh, checking it out. And uh, I'll, I'll sometimes notice that that first couple steps, the initial thing I saw or felt was just an abstract kind of road to that ish area. And what ended up happening was it was a path to something else that I found it later. So like I, I decided to watch like meat videos from like just an ad that was fed to me like a couple months ago as like vegetarian, but I just started watching it and then it led me to their YouTube. And then I found a guy making content that I kind of like 
oh, I can do content like that. Then it led me back to Gordon Ramsay chef thing. Then it ran me back to me thinking about this food idea I had. So it, like, it brings you this whole weird way that you can't imagine sometimes pans out in your favor. Sometimes you got to know when to pull out though. You're smart. Hi, Dougie. <laughs> Ralph, come oh, say Dougie. Ralphie. Dougie's a such a good name though. I, thought, <laughs> I, don't know. I find I thought, Ralphie and Dougie are very similar names. That's why yeah. I mix them up. <laughs> Dude, they are very similar. Dougie. And I, Dougie. I, yeah. yeah. I thought that you just said Dougie. <clears throat> oh. Oh, I that. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. No, I heard Dougie and I yeah, I, I definitely I, said Dougie. I, I dig that. <laughs> that's so good. Bro, you take a lot of baths, eh? Yeah, yeah. Fuck, that's the best. Find, yeah, you know, I journaled about this yesterday where I had like a ton of work to do and I was trying to get multiple things done at once and I was feeling that tick noise get quicker and quicker yeah. and like feeling that tension. And I was like, I got to take a bath. Just subconsciously, I, I got up from sitting here, went over to the bathroom, drew a bath and got into it. And while I was sitting in the bath, I had this like, overwhelming feeling of gratitude like wow i just did that subconsciously not needing to like force it or like think about it or anything i just felt bad and fixed it and that's like such a cool feeling bro yeah. when you develop those disciplines we talked about it on the last episode i was being vulnerable with the fucking i i had a tough morning you just wake up and you're in a weird mood pissed off and you gotta laugh at it and go down swinging kind of in the way where i can give myself i have tools now make a smoothie take a bath meditate again take deep breaths work out you have these tools and we're privileged and blessed enough to you know have a bath it's like use it use everything you can everything just to feel better because once you get to a feel good state ah it just makes sense exactly and there's also something about like developing a sense of gratitude for feeling shitty because it's all just part of the same spectrum and you got to appreciate the whole spectrum so once you kind of understand that at its core like the feeling shitty isn't so shitty when you're grateful for it yeah. even though it's valid and you still do feel shitty and it's still as shitty as any other shitty you just understand it better yeah it, it's a different it's a different kind of shitty i've been having a lot of um like heart aches for things but in the moment of the ache i find it all so beautiful <laughs> so i'm feeling the sensation of it and also like experiencing this high level of gratitude for feeling like bad <laughs> feeling bad comes from a place of like being a, a, a person who cares and loves and like feels those things so that's yeah. that's the thing to be grateful for yeah yeah for sure and it, yeah i mean the whole experience is beautiful because it's the whole experience if we only got half the show you know I think we couldn't, it'd be exhausting. It's not sustainable to live at that like high positive nutso level, but, well, but it, it's, it's all, it's all it. That's the whole, the whole secret to the universe, in my opinion. Totally. <laughs> it's, it's balance. The whole thing's balance, you know. The center way. You. Yeah. The whole thing is it ha- you have to have both. And even if things feel bad or feel good, you actually only exist at the minuscule line between good and bad. Yeah. They're both both. Yeah. <laughs> That's so great. That's so great to know. 
it is it's reassuring and it's like the next step is like the power you can take when you start to realize you can affect it it's like when you realize like the soft graceful tether to thought and like the art of manifesting kind of like this all becomes like a little bit hilarious like how how everything's a reflection of like how we self-assume and like and hilarious and incredible at the same time to like be able to feel so deeply and have it feel so real is like incredible that blows my mind yeah. So we're, we're so convinced humans are so convinced that's why when we get worked up we think it's more real because yeah. it's like oh, i felt this and it's like those oh, are also yeah. just your hormones <laughs> or yeah. chemicals or you know momentum you know if you guys individually were suddenly bestowed the power of god <laughs> what's the first thing you do I'd just be here right now having this conversation with you. I would trick myself into being a human and give myself an identity and meet people that I resonate with and reflect with them. I'd give, I'd give, I'd give up the power. I'd relinquish it immediately. Relinquish it. Yeah. Well, I think a friend of mine asked me this the other day. And at first it was, I, I like that you guys immediately went to that type of answer. Cause I agree with that. Cause at first I was like, you know, you want to world peace and blah, blah, blah. And all these things that you think would make a difference. Political. There's no such thing as a difference. Like if I said, we if- hadn't have just had this conversation about how balance is everything, yeah. I think maybe my answer would have been different. I just want to. <laughs> and, and for the record, I want to have fun. For sure. So, so the guy asked me this question and I was like, I went through all these options of like, I think great things that I could do. And then kind of came to the realization like, mm-hmm. oh, none of it really makes a difference. So if I was suddenly given the power of God, the first thing I would do is just ask someone else what they would do. Yeah. <laughs> How do you do this? But then we realize we yeah. all are gods. Yeah, exactly. I would, that's what I mean is I would like give that to someone else. Yes. If, I could, if I'm God and I can do anything, I would give the next person the power of God. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. The power. Wow. Yeah. And that's I, what you do, anyways. What we're trying to do. <laughs> that's what we're doing, man. That's beautiful. Yeah, that feels like a win. <sighs> I like that. I like that. I just want to share a power stance with you guys. Hands up, baby. So I'm very, very wait. Ooh, we got to wait. Feels good to move. Feels good to stretch. Ooh. Oh! Oh! <laughs> Hold on, you make some noise. You go full screen. Oh, I'm a, I'm a humble champion. <laughs> you, everyone who's listening to spot at this on Spotify, go watch the YouTube video. Oh, uh, Ty just pulled out. Uh, what is the? It's a title. It's a belt. A wrestling belt. Is it? With the. But the 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 actual oh belt for any wrestling fans listening, it's act it's called it's the big gold from WCW. That's oh. so pretty. Goldberg wore that. Thanks. Does it? Do you put it on? Do you? Oh, sit? all the time. Oh, like, fuck no, yeah! No, just saying like we're let's do a power stance. One of my favorite things when I feel like I just need to like pick myself up and I need a win is all literally just like throw this on my shoulder for 20, 30 minutes. Nice. Yes. 
Yes. That's you. so cool. You have a physical thing. I'm going to get a physical thing. We're going to get, get you an Oscar. Yeah. An Oscar. Yeah. Or get me a Grammy. Yeah. Just, you know. We'll get Ralph a bone, a gold yeah. bone. Yeah. Oh. I know a cream for that. <laughs> Thanks, dick cream. Get it? <laughs> What uh, was this the slogan? Smooth, uh, nice and smooth. Nice and smooth. Yeah, yeah. yeah get your smooth. <laughs> get your nice and smooth. <laughs> yeah, I love that, bro. Yeah. You want you want to? Um, I want to play this game with you. Okay, it's called speed round, and this one is a uh, favorites. So just answer with the first thing that comes to your mind in in the best way that you can. Okay. I'll, I'll give you a minute to organize your belt. Please treat that thing with care and love. You know it deserves it. You got it. Okay, ready? Yeah. All right, so speed round. Favorites. <clears throat> favorite wrestling moment. Ooh, favorite wrestling moment. Uh, mankind falling off the cage. With Undertaker? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, favorite rap song from the 90s? Uh, Shook Ones. <sighs> Favorite rap song. Yeah, favorite rap song from the two thousands. Oh man, um, so, something Hot Boys. <laughs> uh, what's the uh, the first one that comes to mind is uh, Sunny Days. <laughs> I wasn't even it's a baby and uh, baby and Manny Fresh. I think. Amazing, amazing. Uh, that's Lil Wayne's people. Uh, favorite sandwich. I, I gotta go like a classic PB and J. Yes. Oh, you're on the sweet. I would have I would have normally said uh, grilled cheese, but I sw I switched over to vegan like four years ago, and now I still from time to time will eat cheese, and it's equally as delicious. But boy, <laughs> do I pay the price now. Yeah. Oh, I know. Especially when you haven't had it for a while. This guy doesn't do dairy so well either. But I eat it. I don't care. Okay, yeah. we got to get back to the speed round energy. <laughs> but bat, bat, bat. Favorite sandwich. He said PB&J. Favorite vacation spot. Uh, Jamaica. I've never been on vacation. <laughs> Favorite place that you've been that felt like a vacation. Uh, I don't know. LA. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Okay. Favorite place you've ever had sex. Um, on a PGA golf course. Favorite oh. hockey player? Uh, Lyle Odeline. Favorite female actor? Uh, ooh, uh, I'm going to go with Amy Poehler. Favorite male actor? Um, I'll say uh, Christopher Walken. <laughs> nice. Ty, tell me your favorite video game console is. <laughs> uh, PlayStation 2. Bang. <laughs> Crash Bandicoot, Tomb Raider, uh, favorite male actor, Chris Rockin. Uh, I'm sorry, I just yeah. said that. Favorite video game ever? Um, WrestleMania 2000. <laughs> N64? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, favorite basketball shoes? Ooh, I'm going to say the, 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 the questions, the first Iversons. Oh, yes. Uh, favorite basketball player? Uh, it's a tie. It's Tim Duncan and Dennis Rodman. Yes. Who, who many people might see as opposites, I see as identicals. 
Just oh, the two best ever at pissing off opponents. One just did it silently, and the other did it more expressively. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite taste? Uh, chocolate. <laughs> I love chocolate. Favorite book? Like sweet or sour, but I stick with chocolate. Oh, I meant that. I prefer oh. that. If, if one sticks out, that's exactly what I mean. Favorite article of clothing? Um, the belt. <laughs> uh, I must say this butterfly shirt is quite lovely. Thank you. Favorite book? Ooh, what's my favorite book? Probably Fear and Loathing. Favorite moment in high school? Um, uh, <laughs> something basketball related. A lot of a, a lot of scoring points in basketball. <laughs> favorite porn star? Um, I'm gonna. I'm, my good friend Alex Lynx is my favorite person who does porn. <laughs> cool. Favorite body part. Of myself? Or humans in general? Uh, you know, just dicks and vag. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite morning drink? Uh, lemon water. <laughs> Favorite vehicle? Uh, boat. <laughs> oh, Ty Lemko, I think you scored Thanks. an 11 out of 10. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That was so much fun. That was so much fun. Yeah, thinking's hard after you smoke. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just it's delayed. That's slower. all. Yeah. So which is great. That's why it works. That's the why the tick comes down. Exactly. So usually um, at this point to kind of close up the show, I would read something of knowledge, but honestly, I see a lot of books up there on your background and I love your speaking voice. Would you be down to play the game that we play where Winnie calls out a number and you pick a book randomly and whatever number she says, you turn to that page and read that page that bestows knowledge upon us? Sure. Sick. I have the yeah. perfect book for it too. Amazing. <laughs> So it's a book by Andrew Zuckerman called Wisdom. And it's 50 like really successful older people bestowing what they think wisdom is. Mm. <sighs> Bless you. Tell Bless you. What, what, how many pages do I got? What number? And, and I'll have you know, some pages are a lot and some pages are like just a quote. Ooh. So we're playing like roulette on what type of reading I'm doing. Yeah, that's that happens. I love that. So, there are 142 pages. 53. 53. Oh, it's a big one. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Bless us. Uh, so it's a quote from Garrett Fitzgerald, this old bag. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do either of you guys know Garrett Fitzgerald? No. <laughs> Me neither, which means I probably skipped this one when I read this. <laughs> Perfect. I get to read it. All right. Ready? Yeah. <clears throat> there are many grounds for cynicism to be found in public life and especially in political life. The temptation to be cynical can be very dangerous indeed, because if you get cynical about other people, you end up losing your own convictions. Keep an eye on your objectives and don't forget what you are what you are there for. 
watch for uh, sycophancy and watch for temptations of power. Guard against them. Do not get drawn into enjoying the advantages of office as distinct from getting on with doing the job. Family can be very important in that relationship. If you have a family who are constructively critical, they can help you get through all the hazards of politics. I guess this guy's a politician. Yeah. <laughs> um, you want me to read the whole thing? Please. Because it's okay. nailing it. Are you seeing all the parallels from our yeah, earlier conversation? Sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right. If it's power you want, then it can change you for the worse. If, however, your desire for power has to do with particular objectives for a country, then it needn't have such an adverse effect. If you have power in any form, you are being cut off from other people to some degree. They, aren't al they, they don't always tell you the truth. You can suffer from sycophancy. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I hate that he used it twice. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the most dangerous disease a politician can have. You need people around you who will not be sycophantic, who will tell you what they think, who will stand up to you and argue with you. Otherwise, you can easily deteriorate rapidly. Holy yeah. smart. Uh, that's, that's real good. Well, we're, half, we're halfway. But yeah, that's what we were talking about with like everyone disagreeing and shit. You need yeah. that. You need you can't that. You can just be careful to not disagree. We're supposed to disagree. And there's no one thing. There's no one ultimatum. I just looked up uh, sycophant. You did pronounce it correctly. Perfect. And it's a person who acts obsequiously towards someone important in order to gain advantage. Oh, uh, yeah. And that's like, that's what I noticed about the one-sidedness. A lot of people would like use it as an intro to conversation. It's like, I never spoke to this person before, you know? Mm. Yeah. In politics, there's always a question of compromise. If a politician always does the right thing, regardless of consequences, he or she won't survive long. On the other hand, if they do the popular thing all the time, there's no point in them being there. So the nature of politics is compromise, but always with a view to, to doing enough useful things to justify the compromises you have to undertake in order to stay there and get something useful done. And that is the key to it. I think perhaps people who are not in politics don't understand this issue of compromise because politicians must compromise to survive. They are downgraded morally by people outside who don't face these issues. Politics involves a huge increase in the kind of moral dilemmas you meet. In your own life, you meet moral dilemmas usually between a greater or lesser good or a greater or lesser evil. In politics, the number of decisions you have to make which require a moral compass is enlarged which makes it most which makes it the most exciting career you can have. I don't know about that. If you go, if you go out, oh, I'd go out my mind if I weren't working. I usually work from 9:30 a.m. to 10:30 p.m. for, on average, six days a week. If I weren't doing that, I'd be, I'd be very unhappy indeed. There's nothing to stop you. This idea of retirement is ridiculous. Retirement means that you need less sleep, two hours less sleep. Therefore, you can increase your productivity by, by perhaps 50%. That's not widely understood. Dude, that his photo looks like he said all those things. Yeah. <laughs> and he says it to his wife every night before yeah. bed. But yeah. the start of it was completely like on point so and point. in line with what, what we were talking about. And I think it's cool. I think that he like I like that he likes politics. Fuck yeah. yeah. I like when people like a thing. 
Yeah. That's the best way to learn something. Yeah. Even if it's like anything you want to learn about lighters, just like who's obsessed with lighters knows all the different types of them. And it also yeah. gives people who don't necessarily mess with politics too much. Like it, it he, it, you know, he's right. It isn't an, an enlarged, you know, moral compass. More that's, decisions. Fuck, that's yeah, intense. Sure. You know, if you would have, uh, what page is it? If you would have just said, anyway, there's a, you could have, you could have gotten Mandela is all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> but we got this guy. It generally is when we do it, it's more often than not, if not always. It aligns. Um, aligns with like what we've you know, been talking about. You know who one of my favorite humans to ever exist is? Andy Kaufman. Jane. Oh, me too. I am. I want to play her. Oh, in, wow. A biopic. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. You'd be great at that. Thank you. Yeah. Jane who? Fuck Jane Goodall. Jane Goodall. The chimpanzee. You could totally play her. She's be she's beyond. She's yeah. great. She's oh, radiant. Man. Evan, um, watch some interviews. You're gonna love it. Okay, I will. So, like her perspective and how she got into what she does. It's really, really cool. Oh, I love that. I'm in for a treat. Yeah. Dude, this has been so much fun. You're beautiful, yeah. man. I really enjoy kicking it and chatting and chopping it up with you. Yeah. Same here. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Where where can we follow you? Uh, I'm at T Lemko on all the things. And if, uh, if, if you're looking for laughs and also some or art, art, great yeah. gifts. Um, I recently just sold my first uh, trench coat that I designed in exchange for a, a nice pot of stew. So nice. Was that the soup? Was yeah. that the soup? No, different one, different okay. one. I would have been really mad if I spilled that stew. <laughs> Dude, if you can score a stew in these streets for your fashions, mm, yeah. that's a come up. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, big things popping. Yeah, I think big, big things potting because it's in Ooh. the mm, yeah. pot of stew. Can't, can't turn it off. <laughs> nah, there it is. <laughs> Thank you Dude, so much for I, coming on. I appreciate we, we, you. Yeah, we we highly appreciate you and, and you. your perspective in life. So thank you for being you. Ditto. Right back at you. <laughs> Any final thoughts that you want to leave the people with to close her off? Um, okay. You know, if, if, if humans come from monkeys, how come I never see no monkey with no big ass titties? Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> that's it that's where it ends I'll good night you know. that's awesome <laughs> yeah discipline 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 discipline, discipline. Stoners. we get high and we do stuff <sighs> the way i see it is Everyone has a ticking noise. I think the goal, if you want to feel at peace and happy and fulfilled and grateful, is just lower your tick as much as possible. Good one, Ty. And if you want to lower the amount of warts you have on your dick, get a Hank salad dressing. What? It tastes great. It does. And it feels smooth when it goes on your genitals. I put it there. Turns out it's not specific for dicks. Yeah. It's not even a medical cream. Also for vaginas. Hank salad dressing. Enjoy yourself. Thanks, Ty.